On this podcast, we discuss medical diagnoses and procedures. All of the guests express their own opinions. You should always seek medical advice from a trained and credentialed professional when making decisions about your own health. Welcome to the Sleep Apnea Stories podcast. I'm Emma Cooksey, and I've been coping with sleep apnea since childhood. I didn't know anyone in my life with a sleep disorder, so I decided to start this podcast. I'm here to build community and provide a platform for people with sleep apnea to tell their stories. Together, we can shatter stereotypes and raise awareness. We'll be exploring all sorts of treatment options and lifestyle choices to help you live your best life with sleep apnea. This is Sleep Apnea Stories, and I'm so glad you're here. Hi guys, it's Emma Cooksey here, and I'm your host. And I am back after a month off, which was much needed. I'm back with new episodes, and I think I just needed a break because sometimes having a family, a job, uh, coping with sleep apnea, and also having a podcast, it gets to be quite a lot. Um, But I've really missed kind of recording these, and, and just I hope you guys are getting on really well, and I'm happy to be back. So I've heard from a lot of you in email and on Instagram, just thanking me for doing the podcast and saying you're finding it's helpful with with coping with your sleep apnea. And so I just want to say a really big thank you for all those messages. I read everything. And and on some days where I feel like giving up, those are the messages that that make me keep going because I'm like, I'm really doing some good in the world. So I'm really excited to be back with these next 10 episodes. So today's guest is Randy Thornton. He's a former NFL football player. Um, He was a linebacker for the Denver Broncos. He was also a professional wrestler under the ring name Swall. But Randy's journey is truly inspirational. He survived multiple injuries, including breaking his neck. And he's currently awaiting a heart transplant. And he shares all about his journey with sleep apnea and just how low the awareness of sleep apnea is among professional athletes. Randy's really on a mission to raise awareness about sleep apnea. And I think he's pretty inspirational and just a really great guy. So please enjoy my conversation with Randy Thornton. So Randy, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for allowing me. I really appreciate you being here. So let's just start for everybody listening and tell them where you are in the world. I'm in New Orleans, Louisiana. Okay. I'm in the home of I'm in the home of the Houdat Nation. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. Um, and so I'm really excited because you're my first former NFL player and former professional oh. wrestler. It's kind of a big <laughs> deal. So you can really start wherever you want, but I guess I wanted to just ask when you first knew that you had health problems of any kind? Well, I've known, well, I didn't always had health issues, especially when I was bigger, when I was, you know, 280 pounds and I had muscles all in my yeah. shoulders and my I neck. I saw the pictures, you were muscly. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was, I was pretty, I was pretty muscled up, and what it was doing, it was collapsing my airway. And a lot of, a lot of professional athletes who have big shoulders and big necks, we train our neck, we train our neck, we train our neck, mm -hmm. and it, and what it's doing is hurting us in the future because yeah. what it's doing is it's collapsing our airway. And so a lot of NFL players, a lot of pro wrestlers, are dying from sleep apnea because mm -hmm. this reason. But I also, if you could tell, I talk with a list. I have a tethered tongue. And my tongue is fat and it's lazy. So when I sleep on my back, it caused me to breathe, you know, heavier because mm -hmm. my airway's blocked. And I remember, in a, you know, as a young man, you know, I was snoring so loud until I would wake myself up. Mm -hmm. Well, I wasn't waking myself up. I was gasping for air, which is totally different. Yeah. So I wake up, <laughs> you know, and so Even that's when you were, So was that when you were a teenager or like early no, 20s? My, my, my old, I say around when I got in my, uh, my, my 20s, mm -hmm. I started lifting real heavy and I got very heavy into weights. And um, the reason why I got into it because two of my best friends in wrestling, Brad Armstrong and Chase Tatum, little good personal friends of mine, both died in their sleep. And both of their family, both of their family members told us that they both had some form of sleep disorder and sleep apnea. And I have a picture of us of me in the middle. And the picture haunts me because out of the three, I'm the only one still alive. So I really like looking at it. And so- And these um, are not old people, right? No, they're very young. Yeah. Very young and very fit. They yeah. both were bodybuilders. They both was heavy into weightlifting, you know? And so it's, it's it, I just read this morning what this lady told me that only fat people have sleep apnea. I said, man, who told you that? Toddlers have sleep apnea. Even dogs have sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of skinny people have yeah. sleep apnea because I mean, I don't look super skinny now, but back <laughs> in the day, I was skinny. And you just do skinny with horrendous. Well, that's kind. But like <laughs> you know, it definitely like this. I think is, was one of the reasons I started my podcast because I kept I kept hearing the same thing. Like people would be mm -hmm. like, "It's older, fatter." Mm -hmm men who are really out of shape and right. that's the only people and I'm like no it's not like there you know right. and I just kept thinking there must be more people like me out there and sure enough there are <laughs> you know so many people <laughs> so you when you were waking up gasping for air and you were in your early 20s had you ever heard of sleep apnea did did you know that no. there was anything wrong or you just thought that's the way it was no, I'm one of the people, especially men, that refuse to go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. so I'm not one of them. To, yeah, and I refuse to get any kind of medical treatment. And I thought that by me working out, I would, would take care of my, my health problems. And uh, no, I did not. The story is I kept having headaches, mm -hmm. migraine headaches. And the doctors put me on like 20 medications mm -hmm. and nothing was working. None of them had, I mean, I'm asking. So it was the headache that actually made you talk to yes. a doctor. Yes. Yeah. The headache and, and so like all these doctors kept giving me different medications until one day I met this doctor. He said, Have you ever took a sleep study? And I was like, well, what's a sleep study? And this is in 2010. Mm -hmm. So he was talking about sleep apnea, sleep disorder, and I never heard anything about it because and this was your primary care physician, like your GP. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's great. So like I said, to I've, say that. I've never heard of sleep apnea. Never heard of sleep disorder. They had no information what it was, anything. 
it's all at that point I was mean, I was moody, I was grouchy, I, I was unhappy with life, I was unhappy with people around me. And um you got to remember when I was in the music industry with No Limit Records with Master P, the reason why so many entertainers have um, sleep apnea and sleep order because we up all night. Yeah. We up in the studio, we shooting videos, we're doing concerts, we had parties. So when I was with No Limit, I, we would get like average three hours of sleep a day. So this is crazy to me because what you just talked about, like being an NFL player, working in the music industry, and um, working out like with loads of weights and building up and having all this muscle, the one of the big problems is that's what people are idolizing. That's what people mm, think is really healthy and awesome mm. and what they should be shooting for, right? Yes, like, correct. That drives me crazy. It's because they don't have the information. Right. You know, I, I mean, I mean, a person, um, I would say a person's not dumb. They're just not informed. Right, definitely. You know? No, I'm not saying people are dumb, but it just, like, I think that society and just our mm -hmm. culture says right. this is what you should be aiming for, you know? When Especially an athlete, because the bigger our neck, the bigger we look. You know, mm -hmm. we look tough. You know, we all see guys that take, we take out pictures like this when we play football. Yeah. <laughs> Raise up our shoulders, our neck is big. It makes it, makes it look meaner and tougher. Yeah. You know, but, you know, to go, go back to the, you know, to the story um, about these headaches, I mean, it, it came to the point where I was having migraines, I was crying. Mm -hmm. So there's one doctor said, look, let me take it, get a sleep test. I'm like, what's a sleep test? He said, look, it's going to be easy. You go at night. Stayed all night and you leave five, six o'clock in the morning. And my test came back severe. He was like, Rain, this is dangerous. You know, you have severe sleep apnea, which is deadly. So um, they put me on a, on a um, sleep apnea machine, sleep, um, sleep apnea machine, excuse me. And I noted instantly how I wasn't having headaches anymore. Oh. All my headaches were stopped. So, how old were you at that point? 10 years ago, okay. 2010. Okay. Oh, wow. I was 40. Yeah, I was in my 40s. And um, so it was um, it was instant. I'm talking about instant. And of course, like everybody else, I had to, I had to get adjusted to the sleep apnea mask. Right. So I, at first I started with the full face mask. Mm -hmm. Then I went to the nodule face mask, which was yeah. better. For so me. you do nasal pillows up your nostrils? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I mean, like instantly, mm -hmm. instantly. I, I mean, I, like I love you, Randy, but I also kind of hate people like you because <laughs> that's not was not my experience. Like my quality of life is much improved. Right. But I hear from people who say the next morning the birds were singing. <laughs> I had all this oxygen in my brain. Like, <laughs> oh, like you know, it's a, that's it all fixed. See you later, which is not my experience and not some, some other people's experience, but I'm really happy for you. I'm just but you got to remember, it took, it took time because yeah. for a while, I was, when I had the full mask, mm -hmm. every morning I wake up and it's on the ground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's because I would take it off. it off because I'll take it off. But when I had went to the yeah. nozzle, it, you know, it, worked, it worked better for me. That's and great. so, um, you know, you know I, when I went to the doctor, you know, a couple of months later, he's like, well, how you feel? And I remember just started crying. And I told him I feel like a new man. Yeah. I feel like a new person. My family, my family can see the difference. I'm not moody. Mm -hmm. I'm not mean. I don't have no headaches. I'm sleeping. And, and 
know, I see all these people out here drinking these Red Bulls, mm. these energy drinks, and you know, trying to stay up during and, the day, yeah. you know, which is killing people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I tell people all the time, if you want to stay up during the day, how about get a good night's sleep? Get a good night's sleep and you don't need an energy drink. Yeah. You know? But, you know, um, I became an advocate, you know, for sleep apnea. Yeah. And on all my social media pages, I talk about sleep apnea every day. Yeah. Talk about sleep disorder, some kind of form. And um, it's and so it always, wonderful for people like you to use your platform in such a positive yeah. way. Because, you know, and you'd be amazed how many friends of mine, it, or, you know, retired NFL football players, retired wrestlers, you know, are messing me. Thank you. Thank you. Especially yeah. because, you know, Hall of Fame Reggie White, he died of sleep apnea. And um, he, he, I mean, he had everything. He had fame, he had money, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, he, and he died from a condition that if you'd have got treated for, he'd still be alive today. And what I really hate is when I meet people and they talk about how funny it is when their spouse or their partner is snowing or their children is snowing. I'm like, you know, Not at first, funny. at first right. it was funny, but, but once you learn about snowing and sleep apnea, it's not funny anymore. Just like I belong to a pit bull group because I have a pit bull. And, um, and I thought that, you know, a lot of dogs like pugs, boxers, a lot of dogs with smushed in face, even poodles. Yeah. You know, they both, you know, they have now airways. Mm -hmm. And so you know, we tell people, this is, this is the crazy part. I can talk to people and they'll sit there going, yeah, yeah. But you say dogs can have sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. What? My dog? Right. You know? Your dog could die. <laughs> and then people are like, <gasps> A lot of people don't know they have sleep apnea because they don't see themselves sleeping. So that's why when I talk to groups of people, I don't talk to the person like NFL football player. I don't okay. talk to the players. I talk to the wives. Right. And I ask the wives, you know, does your husband snore? Yeah. Does your husband gasp for air? Yeah. Does your husband stop breathing? Yeah. Well, your husband has sleep apnea. Because you can talk to a person all day and they, right. they just don't know because they don't hear themselves sleep. Right. You know? I know. Well, I, and another well, thing that it might be worth saying for anyone listening who... I mean, there's probably plenty of single young men listening to this who are all into lifting weights and having a huge neck. And mm. um, so if you don't have a wife, there are apps that will record Correct. the signs that you make while you're sleeping. Because I know yes. one of the guests I had on recently, Craig, um, really hadn't heard what he sounded like at night until he used one of mm. those apps. And then he was like, oh, Correct. goodness gracious, I need to go to the doctor and you know, figure this out. So that that's a top tip for people that aren't married. Um, you know, but but you know, but but it's but you also remember we have to tell people that this exists. Yes. You know, yeah. if you think that overall awareness is is low, which it is, there mm -hmm. some of the medical journal articles I've read about the awareness in the African American community, particularly, right. is so low. So what do we need to do? Well. I, I, I am fortunate to have a platform um, with the hip hop community, mm -hmm. the wrestling community, um, NFL the people. community, the horse community, I have horses, yeah. horses, dogs. So I have the opportunity to talk to a lot of people. And so that's the way I get it out. And I always yeah. eat on in there. When I do a speaking engagement, <clears throat> excuse me, I do a group, I always bring up sleep apnea. It's one thing people always ask me, well, 
you know, when, when you was mean and you were grouchy, you know, uh, how'd you overcome it? Oh, let me tell you about sleep apnea. Right. And it happens all the time. Yeah. So, and, um, so I always have a line that I can talk about sleep apnea with because, like I say, like, you know, the, the myth is, like you say, sleep apnea is an obesity problem, mm-hmm. an old man problem, and it's not. It's, it's a toddler problem, small children problem, dog problem, teenage problem, dog problem, you know. And then, too, we got to remember one thing. A lot of kids, especially young adults, start having sleep apnea and sleep disorder when they're in college because they are all night mm-hmm. studying and studying and studying and studying. And so this interferes with their sleep pattern. Mm-hmm. So a lot of kids go to college, they don't have sleep apnea until they really got until they really get into their college days because they, you know, they're partying all day and staying up all night, you know, studying. And so I want to make a word into that too, because a lot of people just don't think about that. Yeah. You don't think about even high school kids. If, we, if, we, if they want to cram for an exam or something, they have to three, four o'clock in the morning studying mm. and then wake up, you know, for, for school at seven with four hours of sleep and learn to take a test. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's, it's an all around issue. Not to mention, like I, well, I'm the mother of a 13 year old and an eight year old. And so the 13 year old has a phone which I have to uh, take away from her. Yes. I think that that's also a huge element because now we have these teenagers who, mm. you know, like, all gaming. You know, they're, they're just constantly on screens and, and like, there's no, for a lot of them, like if they don't have the parent taking it away, Correct. you know, they're, they're, they can be up all night because under like the co- their friend the over there is up all night. Like, they're just chatting. So yeah. that, I just think like the, the, detrimental effect of that on sleep is massive and i don't think we've really seen the outcome of that yet you know because it's like this generation is the first one to really have that well there's a research done and it shows that gamers have sleep apnea and sleep disorder because when these guys are playing you you can play you could be in america and play a game with somebody in scotland Mm -hmm. uh, you know and you have england everybody's connected and this study showing that, and they're all shouting at each other on their headphones. Yeah, yeah, shouting. <laughs> yeah you're right. And uh, but there are people known to go days without sleeping because oh. they think they got to play this game, play the game. They don't take showers. You know, they don't. You know, they they might eat and have the energy drink next time. They think that's the nutrition, and it's there for hours and days playing games. And so, I like people to understand that. You have to look at, you know, why people have sleep apnea, why they have sleep disorder. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of things that people just don't know. That's like I was telling some friends of mine about divorce sleep. And they're like, "What's divorce sleep? Divorce sleep when one of the partners asleep and the other one is sitting on sitting on side of the bed frustrated because he or she can't sleep. Right. And eventually they move out. You know, eventually. They can move out the room, yeah. move out to the sofa, but majority of the time ends in divorce mm. because a person says, I just can't live with, I can't, forget to remember, when you have a person that's not sleeping, you know, you know when you first get married, your first date, everything, everything is nice and glory, but that person becomes mean right. because he or she is not sleeping. Yeah. So that person's not the same person during the oh, day because right. she's looking at you like, 
well, you you got all this energy because you sleep. I couldn't sleep last night. So yeah. it, it makes the relationship bad. Or like mean, or I think also it shows up um, in anxiety and depression. Correct. Right? So, so yes, oftentimes, you know, it just depends how the person copes with that. Because I know for me, I don't think I've ever been mean to anyone ever about anything. Um, but like, I certainly had, you know, more than a decade where I was like really struggling with anxiety and depression all the time. Right. And that has a huge impact on relationships. Right. Even if you're not being mean, if you're right. in tears all the time, that's not great either. So yeah, yes. I, I think I'm just unbelievably lucky with my husband, but like, I do hear a lot of people talk about the impact on relationships. Right. Um, I think my husband's always been... My husband's very like, if mama's not happy, ain't nobody happy, right? Nobody, so he's just like, happy. he's just like, whatever has to happen for her to get sleep is what needs to happen. So especially since I've had my CPAP, um, I mean, overall, I think that, you know, like we still sleep in the same bed and everything, but like mm. sometimes he can't sleep because like, you know how I have the CPAP, like I have a full face mask and like it blows air out the front. Right. So every so often that'll wake him up or or I'm messing around or something. <laughs> and then he'll go in the spare room. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, cause I'm not like unplugging my CPAP and like, you know, moving. That just seems like a lot of work for me. So we haven't really it. struggled with that. But I think that unresolved issues, like where people are don't have diagnosed sleep apnea, that can be a huge strain on relationships. Well, I, it's a strength, but I have people tell me, especially my uh, male friends, they don't want to get treated for sleep apnea because I'm sleeping. If I die in my sleep, I don't care. And I'm like, wow, what a selfish, selfish thought. And I tell them all yeah. the time, what about your family? What about your daughters? What about your grandkids who need yeah. you around? I said, don't do it for yourself. And do it so for your family. Is that so, Randy? Is that purely that they don't want to use a CPAP mask because they no, don't like the way purely, it looks? That's purely because they, they, they don't want to go take the test. They don't want to get the CPAP machine and they're just being lazy. That makes because, me really sad. Yeah, because I, I've had men tell me, hey, I'm the one sleeping. If you don't get her sleep, that's her business. And it, it, it's just it's selfish. Oh. You know, it, it's very selfish. And um, you know, I just I just remember when I was playing football and we traveled a lot, even though I was a professional wrestler, we'd travel. We'd be on the plane uh, So bus. you played for the always, is it the Denver Broncos? The Denver Broncos, yes, ma'am. And so when very we um, <laughs> when we would travel, there's always a guy on the bus. Yeah. And we all laughing. You know, we all laughing at him. We throwing stuff in his mouth, potatoes, chips, you know. We all thought it was funny, yeah. you know, but now that I'm matured yeah. and I have information why that person was snowing, yeah. you know, throwing food in his mouth was not the smartest thing because the airway was already blocked yeah. with their tongue. And he, we making it worse, you know, by throwing potato chips and popcorn in their mouth. So, but it still, you know, it still comes back to, I um, mean, I hooked up with some people. You know, we, we have a um, new venture coming up where. Yeah, tell me, talking. tell me about that. Well, uh, there's a lady by the name of Julia. Okay. She's a, um, I guess, a sleep apnea nurse, a sleep apnea profession. Yeah. Probably one of the smartest people I know in sleep apnea. She can tell you anything. Oh, I love that. And I mean, 
she, she can, anything you want to know, she'll tell you. We've been talking for a while and talking about doing something together and um, for years, two or three years. So it's, one day she contacted, she said, Randy, I have this great opportunity for you. I said, what? She said, there's an upcoming magazine that focuses on sleep apnea and sleep yeah. disorder called Best Sleep Magazine. Okay, Best Sleep Magazine. And yeah, it hasn't started yet, but it's coming. No, it hasn't started yet, it's okay. coming. They're in the works. And this, this is a magazine that people can get that will have all the information they need about sleep apnea, where to get help, how to get help, um, contacts, all kind of information about sleep oh, apnea. Great. And so when she so when she approached me, right, bang, the light went off. Yeah. I said, man, this is because everybody says that they don't know. And so I'm like, wow, you know, there's football magazines. Yeah. You know, there's wrestling magazine, mm -hmm. there's men magazine, there's fitness magazine. And uh, so I thought this was a great idea. And they're doing a um, feature cover story me on the third edition that's coming up in the future. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. And I'm excited to share to the world about this very dangerous yeah. condition. That's that great. Killed. I definitely want to share with everybody listening and like all my Instagram people and everything about when that comes out. I know I signed up. I think you sent me a link and I signed up yeah. for it. So hopefully yeah. I'll know all when it comes. That's great though. That's exactly what we need more of. So we will it be available it. as an actual magazine as well as like yes. an e-book? Yes, okay, like, that's what great. With the color glossy print is what they call that's it. What, that's what I was thinking the last time I just went to my regular doctor for a checkup. I was just thinking they need to have like leaflets and information yeah. for people, you know, about sleep apnea. I feel like they have a bunch of information there about like, you know, high blood pressure and yeah. all these other things that sleep apnea can cause, but they don't have like the symptoms of sleep apnea that people need to look for. So it'd be really great to have a magazine that can be out there that you know, people waiting in the doctor's office can just look and be like, oh, well, he has that. Maybe I have that, you know? I get asked a lot of CPAP questions. So I thought it would be helpful to put together a free printable PDF called CPAP Lessons I Learned the Hard Way. I've included answers to all of the most common CPAP problems. And this guide is yours free when you sign up for my email list. So just go to sleepapneastories.com and click where it says email sign up. You'll also receive a monthly newsletter and just be in the know about what's happening with the podcast. Tell you, I thought I did. Um, I used to work in the music industry and I worked with a famous rapper named Master P. He sold like 72 million albums around the world. Probably one of the richest men in music. You've had a and really I, amazing life, Randy. Yeah, God is good. We went to high school, we went to college together. Okay. And we, and we were from New Orleans and I worked for him for many years. And I tell people all the time, he might not be the best rapper in the industry, but he's the best marketing and promoter mm. in the industry. 
let them know about CPAP because right. to be honest with you, a lot of people are embarrassed. They ashamed. They're ashamed. Mm. But it's it's common. It's, it's, it's so not be common. Thing, and yeah. one thing, like the people at um, like Julian Sleep Apnea, I mean Best Sleep Magazine. Uh, one thing I told them was, look, I'll do this, but we have to get it out in public. I don't want to have just a magazine, right? Where a few people read it. I want a yeah. magazine where everybody reads it. You know, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, I hear people all talk about, I don't have time. I don't have time. Yes, you do. Make time. Yeah. Make time. Well, I mean, it's like making a s- small amount of time now to go for the sleep study and to get diagnosed and get your CPAP machine and get used to that, but then improve your quality of life for, you know, dramatically. So that's well, why I, I guess I don't it, understand yeah. that way of thinking. Now, something popped in my head um, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, okay, how can I get Black men? more involved with sleep apnea. Right. So I went on Facebook and I joined a whole bunch of um, men, black men, fatherhood, mm-hmm. fatherhood for men, blah, blah, blah. And I joined like 20 of them. So I, I, I sent a message to my board. I copied it and I pasted each one of them pages, you know, about if a lot of think, a lot of people think a man is judged by his size. But he's, a man is judged by his intelligence, his you know his you know his, his, his wisdom, his knowledge. Yeah. And I ask these people all the time: Are you the man in your community? Yes. Are you the man of your family? Yes. Well, how many times have you led your family to take a physical examination? Now you're talking far, huh? How many times have you told your wife, "Hey, babe, it's been one year. Let's go take a physical examination," mm-hmm. because a lot of people wait like sleep apnea. You know, they wait till something happens. Yes. And it's the prevention is the most important part. Yeah. If you go take your physical examination, get your blood work done, you find out if you have sleep apnea or sleep disorder, mm-hmm. hypertension, diabetes, you know. You Which oftentimes are all linked, right? Yeah. So I think that that's yes, one of the things linked. people know they have high blood pressure, but they might not know that that's coming from sleep apnea. You know, I want to tell all your listeners, if you're a father, and, you know, and you proud of being a father? You know, be be a father 24 7, 365 days a year. And because one thing, you know, we protectors, we protect us from um, predators, but we also should be protecting them from um, from health issues. Yeah. And just like just like mothers, I know there's a lot of single mothers out there, and I understand that. But same thing with being a mother. You know, if you want to be the best mother, you have to be the best mother 365 days a year. Yeah. You know, if you hear your child snowing. Take, take them to get a sleep study. Yeah. Don't yeah. let your children stay up to three, four o'clock in the morning. They got to go to school six o'clock in the morning. You know, this doesn't work. So, you know, I challenge all mothers and all fathers, you know, in motherhood and fatherhood, you know, if you want to be a leader in our community, lead everyone, you know, yeah. lead people to medical because especially in the African-American community, we have this taboo about going to the, um, the doctor's at the doctor's appointment. But once I talk about you're going to take a test to save your life, oh, now you don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. But I would say, so so I know that I'm a white lady in the suburbs, right? (laughs) But like since last year, you know, I'm kind of late to the game, but I have been doing a lot of anti-racism like reading and stuff. And one of the things 
like I totally get what you're saying, but also I think that the a lot of the fear and the reluctance to go to the doctor is kind of well founded. <laughs> like you know, yeah, like there's a lot of historical yeah. reasons why people might yeah. not want to go to the doctor, but it's just yeah, really yeah. It's getting across the fact that they can really, you know, it's the best thing for their health and for their family, you know. Well, the history goes back because for many, many years, even in the 1800s, African-American men and women have been guinea pigs. Yes. You know, they, they will, you know, they'll give them diseases, uh, mm -hmm. syphilis and stuff like that. And so for many, many, many years, African-Americans were just guinea pigs. Yeah. And it still is in our minds today, like, man, I'm not taking this shot. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to do. They experiment on me. Yeah. Um, I have a, I have a heart condition. Um, and you, you can't see it, but I have a machine that's connected to my hip, and I have a cable going to the back of my heart. Wow! And the cable comes You're out a warrior. Screen. Yeah, and so I'm, I just got put on the heart transplant list, mm -hmm. and um, so you know, and so I, when I talk to people about heart transplant, uh, I talk to people about heart disease. I always bring up sleep apnea, sleep disorder. It happens every time. Yeah. Every time I bring it up, and so we we have to. I don't want to say sneaking in, but we have to just inform people because I keep saying it over and over. And that's what I like about Best uh, Best Sleep Magazine. We have opportunity to share information, share with society, share with the public, share with mothers, share with fathers, share with patients, share with doctors. Information that can be that can be helpful. Yeah, it could be helpful. Definitely. And I want you remember one thing. If you remember anything about the conversation. We have to learn from the hip hop community because you got to remember one time hip hop music wasn't wasn't cool. Right. Now, nobody right. would listen to hip hop, and now you turn on the TV, every commercial is hip hop everywhere. music. Yeah. You know, mainstream radios, hip hop music. It's because they flooded it. Mm -hmm. They flood the system, and once you flood something, people have to read it. Like, oh, they're talking about this, like sleep apnea. Oh man, Randy's post something again about sleep apnea. Read. Well, I think you're an absolute inspiration, Randy. Like, honestly, I think everything that you're doing is so great. And um, so well, I did want to mm -hmm. ask you, like, how, like, how your health is right now. So you're on the heart transplant list. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. how are you feeling? Like, how are you day to day? Uh, day to day, I feel great. Well, in 2010, I broke my neck. I was in a gym accident and I broke my neck and I lost the hearing in my right ear. I had a head concussion so hard, it erupted my eardrum, hit the back of my head. So from um, 2010 to two, or 2010 to almost, I to say, uh, five years ago, 10 years ago, six years ago, I wasn't able to work out. And these doctors had me on every medication in the world, anxiety, depression, pain pill, pain pill, pain pill, headache pill, this pill, that pill. I was taking like 20 pills a day. Wow. I was out of shape, you know, and I was like, just waiting to die. And some, one day, some woke me up and said, you know, no more. No more. Because one thing the doctor told me about my neck and my right, because I had damage to the right side of my body, they told me I could never work out again. I said, I'm going back to the gym, because that's my heaven. So what I used to do, I couldn't use my right hand. I would, when I pick up a certain type of weight, I would wrap it. And that's how I made myself get stronger. So in a year, I went from like 380 pounds 
you know, the, the 260. Wow. In that year? Yeah, one year. I, I was ripped, cut up, and I started getting sponsorships back. Uh, I started getting speaking engagements back. I started getting everything. Everything was moving for me. But let me tell you my secret. My secret was I used to work out four or five hours a day. Then I go jog and I do MMA or boxing. And my secret was I was I was I was lying to my family, my friends. I was drinking Red Bulls and taking fat burning pills. Mm. And this stuff would make my heart just race, 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 race. So it also caused my sleep issues because I try to sleep. Yeah. Whew, you know, especially if I work out at night, I couldn't sleep because of the caffeine. No. And wow. so um, I would go to my grave thing. I, I, you know, and one of my friends, he was a distributor for Red Bull. And he will send me cases. I mean, a whole truckload of cases. I used to give them away so much. And I would drink like two or three of these Red Bulls a day. And I eat these, I eat these stack of twos like candy. And I really believe that will cause my heart condition to the day I die. I, I really think so because um, like right now. I mean, that does not sound like a healthy way to yeah. live <laughs> at yeah. all. You got to remember, go, go to a nightclub. Now they got Red Bulls and vodka, Red Bulls and cognac, Red Bulls. They Randy, little- I haven't been to a nightclub since I was like 26 and I'm 43. So <laughs> hey, there's just, there's no nightclubs in the suburbs. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, that is what people are drinking, right? I have, I have been out since 1999. <laughs> Seriously, I haven't been to a club or anything. I just, I just, but people have to, you know, they don't put caffeine and sleep together. Oh my God, I can't sleep. Well, how about not drinking a cup of coffee late at night? How about not drinking a Coke? Mm-hmm. See, there's so much information that right. people just don't know. Right, and I'm not, right. the, I'm not the smartest person in the world. But I am the most researched person in the world. Yeah, exactly. And the most educated on this topic. Yes. Right. Same. If you tell if you tell me something before I open my mouth, I'm gonna read about it. Yeah. And I'm gonna find out about it. You know? Yeah. And, and the so, information is out there, but I feel like nobody's putting all like I feel like there's kind of lifestyle stuff about like sleep being mm-hmm. sleep and nutrition. Mm-hmm. And then way over here, there's a little bit of information about sleep disorders, but they're not nobody's like really putting them together so people are thinking like oh i just didn't sleep well nobody's sleeping well like when i go to when i go to work like it totally cracks me up because i i constantly say well you know i have a sleep disorder i have sleep apnea so Mm. um you know most of the time i sleep pretty well i have my CPAP machine Mm. other nights i don't sleep as well well everybody at my work is like well, I have horrific insomnia and like I haven't slept in years and you know it's it's kind of like this thing where people don't think well why is that and let's get right, to the bottom right. of why we're not sleeping well you know it, it drives me kind of crazy and um, one thing yeah one thing we have to do as sleep apnea um, advocates is that we have to make it cool to learn we right. got to make it cool to find information we got to make final information important because you know, uh, everybody wants to be cool. Right. Everybody wants to be smarter. So let's give them an opportunity to be cool more about educating them. Like it's it. fooling them. Okay. You know, and so we it's just so many. And and, and I want to say thank you so much because you know, we need people like you, you know, with the podcast and stuff, you know, we need people like you know, Best Sleep magazine, mm-hmm. and uh, we need people like Julia. 
because because there's so many people out here, and you'd be amazed how many sleep apnea centers or sleep disorder centers are around the world. There's there's thousands of them. Yeah. I mean thousands, and I'm like, well, if if this is so popular, why isn't that talked about more? Right. But well, I think back. that you're already cool, Randy. <laughs> and like, maybe I can just kind of become more cool or something. <laughs> Let me tell you, like, you look, you look cool. You, you are cool. <laughs> oh my you gosh. You cool. like literally just made my day. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you something, I love to hear you talk with that Scottish accent. That is, <laughs> well, I, you know, thank I you. With and, certain words, I could tell you Scottish. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> It, it totally comes and goes, right? So like, uh -huh. it depends who I talk to. So even like during, and I'm totally unaware of it. Uh -huh. Like I, I'll talk, like my daughter was just FaceTiming with my mom in Scotland this morning. And so I kind of go and talk to her and I sound all Scottish, I suppose. I don't know. And then I come back out and then I'm talking to my husband and I'm sounding North, I don't know. So I've just <laughs> let go of it now. I'm not even aware of it. And um, so my last question for everybody is always, have there been, is has anything good come of your experience with sleep apnea? Like, are there any silver linings to your journey you can share? Oh yeah, I'm sleeping. <laughs> I'm sleeping eight hours a night. And you know, um, um, no, before before this um, COVID, before this um, sickness, the we COVID nineteen. COVID. COVID um, I was doing. I was doing a lot of motivational speaking. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing a lot of public speaking. Uh, because you got to remember when I when I broke my neck in two thousand ten, my career was over. I yeah. couldn't wrestle anymore. I couldn't do any public speaking. I could, and I was having migraines so. I remember one day I went to rehearsal for the speaking because when I do speaking engagement, it's like a concert. Mm. And I was working with the National Character Program out of um, Pittsburgh and I was working for the FBI mm. doing all the anti-drug and alcohol programs. Oh, awesome. And I, they would send me to the worst schools around the United States of America. Worst, just, just, just since well, you'll find out. And so when I went to rehearsal one day after hitting my head and when they turned that loud music on, I thought I was going crazy. Yeah. In the lights. So since I got help for sleep apnea and I'm getting sleep and it stops my headaches, I'm able to listen to music. I'm able to listen to light. And I just want you know everybody to know your life would improve so much. Yeah. Your relationship would improve so much. Your relationship with your children would improve so much. Mm -hmm. The relationship with your community improves so much if you get if you just get tested for sleep apnea, because sleep apnea people are the, some of the meanest people in the world, and they're not mean because they want to be mean. They they mean because lack of sleep. They're not sleeping. So during the day when they're going at work, they mean and grouchy with the coworkers. Then you look over in the cubicle in the office, they're yeah. sleeping. Yeah. You know, and so um. People have to put behavior issues, um, you know, with sleep apnea. Yeah. Um, you know, why is the person being? Why is the person moody? Why is the person unhappy? Because having sleep apnea and having anxiety, having depression, are not a good ingredient for each other. Oh. And what I've done to make myself better, um, I keep myself active, very active. Uh -huh. As you heard, I have dogs. I got horses. 
Uh, I like to go you have fishing. beautiful horses. Thank you. And I live on, a, you know, I have a farm. I go to on weekends. We go fishing and stuff like that. So I keep myself active. And one of the things, too, I read a lot. I read constantly. And I'm writing all, all the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you find yourself doing something that you like to do, yeah. it makes you tired, yeah. like pottery, plants, yeah. uh, anything, it'll, it'll help you sleep. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people go, oh, I say, find something that you like to do. Right. You know, if it's, if it's And plants. get inspired and, yes. and motivated to, yeah. to do, because it's so funny. It's like um, when I was talking to, so there's another girl, Stacey, um, who has a blog and everything, who was on my podcast. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to her and, and we were both saying, like, it turns out the thing that we're super passionate about is sleep disorders right. and like it's a it's like honestly like the the thing that gets me up in the morning and excited is like you know how can we get out there more and, right. and what else can I read and which I know is kind right. of a quirky thing to be super excited about but it could be like you said pottery or yeah. um gardening or you know like cooking just yes. just like bringing joy to your life you know and and like really yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of sleepwalking through everything yeah. and not really thinking, what do I actually enjoy? How do I, how do I suck, you know, the best stuff out of the day, you know, like, yeah. And, see, and, and my wife, because um, when I was playing pro football, I wanted to be, I thought I'd be single all my life. So I, I went to culinary school and I learned how to cook. Oh. So in the last five, six years, I cook every day for dinner. So, my, you know, my wife gets home for work. Like today we have, you know, we have shrimp fettuccine. Yeah. So I start cooking around three o'clock. So my wife loves the idea that I like to cook, you know, because cooking relaxes me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, and Plus I walk the more you actually cook, uh, like I cook dinner, like, you know, I mean, most nights. Mm. And I think the more that you slow down and cook for your family, I mean, the more you're going to sit around the table and all eat together, right. and the more yeah. that you're starting from healthier ingredients and you don't have yeah. a whole bunch of extra, you know, junk that they put and take out. And yeah, mm. I mean, I definitely think that's a huge thing. And I don't know what you feel about when you cook, but like the, one of the biggest joys of my life is sitting, having family dinners and just like the silent cooking. Like I've, I've been cooking yeah. for a while and then like I put it all out. And my kids are just quiet because they're like just shoveling it. <laughs> I love that. Well, I listen, I really, I could literally talk to you all day, but thank you very much for joining me. I really appreciate no, it. No, thank you. Thanks so much for listening. I love hearing from you. If you'd like to be featured in an upcoming episode, please email me at sleepapneastories at gmail.com. That's also the place to get in touch if you just want to say hi or ask a question. Alternatively, you can always reach me on Instagram. My handle there is at sleepapneastories. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. This really helps a wider audience to find the episodes and I really appreciate it.